0: You are listening to UBC Waco podcast. <laughs> are you recording? Yeah. Oh, Okay. We can use that as just a scratch track for now. All right. Well, we are fortunate today to have Gideon Singh with us. Uh, many years ago, um, between Kyle Lake and Josh, Ian was the interim pastor here at UBC, interim teaching pastor. Um, and it feels like a great gift to have him with us again. Uh, Gideon is a speaker, a writer a spiritual consultant to individuals and organizations based in Austin, Texas. For 25 years, he started and led spiritual communities in Toronto, Chicago, Detroit, and Austin. And across his work, he explores the depth and lightness of human existence with a soulful sense of poetry. Would you join me in welcoming Gideon? Good morning. I haven't been in this building for about 15 years, I think. And it brings back a lot of memories. And it is really, really good to be with you this morning. So we're going to be together for four weeks. So we're going to get to know each other a little bit. And the conversation I'd like to start, I want to call it the wisdom of uncertainty. Sounds nice. (laughs) And then you kind of step into uncertainty. You're like, ah, more certainty, more certainty, more certainty. And what would it be like? As life certainly is uncertain, isn't it? And if we embraced that, what would our lives be like? What would it feel like? So in July of 2020, COVID was early. We were trying to figure it out. And I just had to get out of Austin. So I bounced up to Montana, went on a bike packing trip with some friends. So it was four days, 16,000 feet of climbing. I think I have a photo here. I borrowed a friend's bike. And as we were setting off, we had all of our gear loaded up on the bikes, about 50 pounds. So we were setting off, I realized my rear brake didn't work. Not ideal, but I had my front brake, and I was like, I'll make it work. So four days in the mountains of Montana, just rolling hills, wildflowers, gorgeous. And then on the last day, we're descending, 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 descending. I grabbed my front brake, and it doesn't work. Rear brake, front brake, rear brake, front brake. My heart jumps out of my chest. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I start looking for soft ground to bail on. I see the cliff in front of me. It was about a thousand feet with a right hand turn. And before I knew it, instinctively, both my feet went out on the ground. I started skidding for about a thousand feet, like to the edge of the cliff. And in that moment, fifteen years of practice, practice, tens of thousands of hours grounded me in a moment of uncertainty. So when uncertainty comes in life, and it will, do you have a practice that grounds you? What's that practice? Because what we've learned over the last couple years, life is uncertain. It's certainly uncertain with the pandemic, with work, with kids, with health, with politics, it's uncertain. When I was here 15 years ago, Cowl Lake had passed on to his next life and the community was facing deep, deep, uncertainty. There was a lot of uncertainty. And now decades later, Josh has transitioned on his next career. And again, like always, life's uncertain. So the text that we're in this morning is in Philippians. And Paul's writing in a pretty uncertain time. Probably uncertainty that we can only imagine. He's in prison. And yet he writes about the peace of God that transcends understanding. That's all I want, really, in life. For life to come at me with its uncertainties and for me to stand on the ground each day with the peace of God. Is that what we want? Is there a practice that can get us there? I propose this morning, perhaps, perhaps yes. yes. So let's start off in the text. What does it say? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. You want to hear a secret? I've never really liked this text. It's kind of a classic spiritual bypassing text. Like life's bottom falls out. Like, Rejoice. Rejoice. Someone hurts your feelings, rejoice. You're in deep just just rejoice. I'm like, no. I don't want to rejoice. But I propose that there's deep, deep wisdom here. That's trying to bring us to peace. So the word rejoice there. Actually, the literal translation could be, open your heart. So you could say this verse is saying, open your heart to the Lord. Or you can say, open your heart to what is. I say it again. Open your heart. So what is your life this morning? What is? What are the things you like? What are the things you're like, ah, no thank you? Like relationally, how are things going? What is it? Friendships, marriage, kids, parents. What is your life? What is your life emotionally this morning? What are you feeling as you sit here? Joy? Grief? Gratitude? Anxiety? What is your life physically? How do you feel in your body? Healthy? Got to make some aches and pains. So if you see the entirety of your life, kind of got a picture of it, is your heart open to it? Or is it closed? Byron Katie says it like this. I am a lover of what is, whatever it is, because it hurts when I argue with reality. We can know reality is good as it is because when we argue with it, we experience tension and frustration. We don't feel natural or balanced. When we stop opposing reality, Action becomes simple, fluid, kind, and fearless. So this all sounds nice, right? How how does one open their heart? Maybe we start with the little things each day, a little practice here, a little practice there. The other night I was uh, winding down, it was late, it's like 11.30-ish. I was about to go to bed. I had a little nightcap in my hand. And I was about to wind down go to bed, and I felt the munchies. You ever get that? <laughs> right? You're like, ah, I want a little snack. So the lights are off already. I'm about to wind down, but I wander into the kitchen. The kitchen lights are off. And I open the fridge, which casts this light into the kitchen. And I'm not really a snacker, so I don't have good snacks. I'm not like snack stocked. So I'm like perusing. And then I see the best thing I've got is a uh, plastic container of blueberries. You know what that container looks like, right? That exact container. So I'm like, all right. Munch on some blueberries, I'll call it a night. So as I'm taking the blueberries out, Uh, I've got my drink in one hand, grabbing the blueberries. My hand as it's coming out hits the door of the fridge. I can still see it in slow motion. The container ejects out of my hand, slowly flies across the kitchen, hits the ground, blueberries scatter. My first thought, I let out a very impressive string of adult words, like right? And then I notice, I'm like, oh, my heart is very closed to this moment right now. (laughs) And there's this phrase I use when I notice my heart is closed. I just take a deep breath and I go, I forgive this moment. And in that moment, my heart opened. And I just started laughing. And I got on my hands and knees, just kind of chuckling to myself, picking up blueberries. And sometimes we wake up. And doesn't it feel like our life is strewn all over the kitchen floor? And what if in those moments we forgave the moment, we welcome the moment? So let's try a practice now. Are you willing to try with me? Yeah? So if you in your seats, if you wanna just get comfortable, and close your eyes if you'd like. Just take a deep breath, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in and just feel the air on your skin. The seat beneath you, the air as you exhale. And what are the things in your life right now that you're resisting? That are unpleasant? Things you want to change, you want to fight. Just pick one. And as we breathe in one more time, as we exhale, just say out loud together, I forgive this moment. Ready? One, two, three. Take another deep breath in. As you breathe out, slowly open your eyes. And what if, just little bit by little bit, let's start with the small things. Let's start with the blueberries. We were to welcome each moment, forgive each moment. Because Paul says, open your heart to what is. I will say it again. Open your heart. Then he continues, verse five. He says, let your, what? Gentleness. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Perhaps God is near, God is present in what is. So be gentle, be gentle. What might gentleness have to do with experiencing peace? What do you think? What's the relationship there? I propose that perhaps unless we're able to be gentle with ourselves, are we able to be gentle to others? and the world around us. So are you gentle with yourself? What are those moments you're able to offer yourself some gentleness? When are those times you're unable? To say, ah, oh, come on. What's wrong with you? Those voices. What's your earliest memory of not being gentle with yourself? Where did we learn that from? I remember I was nine years old. I was in a room that was probably the least conducive place for a nine-year-old. I was at church in a basement in a children's choir practice. Just not ideal. And I remember having fun. I was probably acting developmentally very healthy for a nine-year-old, but probably a little rambunctious. So I just, I don't remember the details. I remember the feeling of having fun with my friend. I remember my mother suddenly appearing next to me like a ninja, just like, ah! I don't remember what she said. I remember she whispered in my ear, and I remember immediately tears started flooding, shame. I remember my friend looking at me, confused, why I was suddenly crying. And that feeling, that voice. For the next 40 years of my life, that same voice, to just do it right, to say it just right, to act just right, to look just right, and it's exhausting, it's exhausting. What are those voices saying today in your head? Whose voice does it remind you of? And what if we were just to thank that voice and say thank you. You were trying to keep me safe, but it's exhausting, it's so tiring. And just each day, Just practice a moment of gentleness with yourself. Brene Brown says it like this. When we're able to be gentle with ourselves in the midst of shame, when we're flooded by shame, we're more likely to reach out, connect, experience empathy, and change the truth that I am also brave and worthy of love and belonging. Do you feel that? Can you feel that? Can you offer that to yourself? And then in verse six, Do not be anxious about anything. What are we anxious about this morning? What do we fall asleep thinking about? What do we wake up thinking about? And he says, but in every situation, in prayer and petition, let's have a conversation about our anxiety. Let's not push them down. Let's talk about it. It says, present your requests to God. Let's have that conversation. Let's bring it up into the light. And here it is. And the peace of God, which what? Transcends all. See that we not? The peace of God, which? The peace of God that transcends all understanding. What if that's the secret right there? That our lack of peace, our anxiety, comes from our mind that's trying to understand, that's trying to put it back, trying to put the blueberries back in the box, trying to control. And what if the peace of God is present right here, right now, outside of our thoughts, outside of our minds. Is that possible? So as we end, let's just try that. So let's take another deep breath in, breathe in. We calm our bodies. As we breathe out, let's smile. Breathe in, I calm my body. As we breathe out, let's smile. And as we dwell in this present moment, in this moment, what a wonderful moment. Right here, right now, outside of our thoughts, outside of understanding, to be present with the peace of God. And so as we close this morning, I'd like to invite you to say this prayer aloud. And may this prayer be a reminder for us to practice the peace of God right here in this moment. So will you pray this prayer with me? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation condition, person, or myself. I open myself to the love and healing of the divine mystery and to God's peace within. In the presence of God, our ground of being, of Christ, another name for everything, and the Holy Spirit, beckoning us to be present to what's alive in us. Amen.